pray with me. Jesus, this morning we celebrate that you, God, are here. Give us the ears to hear what that means. What that means for this world. What that means for us. What that means for our lives. What that means for today and for tomorrow and for the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this obviously is not your typical Monday, right? This isn't what you're usually doing on Monday morning, sitting here. This isn't what I'm usually doing on a Monday morning. Christmas is a significant interruption into our routine and into life, isn't it? Think about it. It really is a huge interruption. Christmas interrupts everything. It disrupts your work schedule. It disrupts your school schedule. It disrupts your bank accounts, right? You're spending more probably at Christmas than you really kind of intended. It disrupts your diet. You're eating more sugar than you should. You're going to have to go on a diet after Christmas comes. It disrupts your home life, right? You probably had a party at your house. You had to clean, got to get ready. Who knows, maybe you even had some relatives move in. Talk about a disruption. You got someone living in your house with you. You know, it, Christmas is a huge disruption. I think it's one that you probably welcome. It's probably a disruption and interruption that you're okay with. Because there's some interruptions in life. There's some interruptions that you're fine with, right? That you celebrate. You celebrate the engagement when you find it out. That in interrupts life, doesn't it? You celebrate the pregnancy when you find out. You celebrate the surprise party that interrupts your, your quiet evening that you were anticipating. You celebrate the summer vacation that interrupts your school year. You celebrate that one big time. You celebrate Christmas. The interruption that it brings. Some interruptions are more than welcome in life, right? Some interruptions aren't quite, aren't quite as appreciated. The canceled flight leaving you stuck at the airport is not an interruption you like. The unexpected medical bill that shows up interrupting your financial plan is not one that you like. The illness, the death in the family interruption that you don't like students exam week not an interruption you like you'd rather have your regular routine right some interruptions aren't appreciated this this month if you've been here at ivan church we've been looking at interruptions because every call of the angel in the christmas story that we've been looking at is an interruption in life a huge interruption Every one of those calls, every one of those angel visits disrupted life as they knew it for the person who was honored and, and terrified with the angel visit, right? Think back to where we've been. Right? The, the call interrupted Zechariah and Elizabeth in a life-shaking way. And it, it interrupted Zechariah not just in that moment in the temple and the Holy of Holies as it interrupted and disrupted his service in the temple. His message interrupted Zechariah and Elizabeth's grief. It interrupted their life by bringing them a child. It made them parents when they were old enough to be grandparents. You put any child, any newborn baby into a family, and you got a disruption both day and night, right? And then that call comes and interrupts Mary. 
this typical teenage Jewish girl who's just living her typical teenage Jewish life. And the angel comes and interrupts her by saying, you are going to be the mother of the Messiah. And Mary's life is changed from then on out. Right? She's interrupted with the shame of a pregnancy. She's interrupted by the heartbreak of a cross. She's interrupted by, by the elation of an empty tomb. The call comes to Joseph. Interrupts him dramatically, right? It interrupts this, this straight-laced, safe life that Joseph had planned and makes him an accomplice in God's plan, in God's world-altering plan, right? Joseph's life was never the same after he said yes to God's call, after he stood obediently with Mary and moved when God said move. It was total chaos as he learned to be the father of a child that wasn't his. As he learned to obey God's call and pick up overnight and move to Egypt. And then a couple years later, pick up overnight and move back to Israel. Joseph chose obedience. He chose a life being interrupted and disrupted by God. Then if you were here yesterday morning, you saw the shepherds. Their quiet, dark night was interrupted and disrupted by a heavenly chorus of angels and now and now comes this moment that Adeline read for us just a few moments ago right now comes this moment while they were there in Bethlehem the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available to them. This time, God doesn't send an angel. This time, God doesn't send a messenger. This time, God sends himself. This time, God sends his son. Jesus is born. God is here. God arrives on this earth, on this planet. God arrives into the lives of his people. That is an interruption, my friends. That is a disruption like no other. Nothing stays the same. And I'm not exaggerating when I say nothing. Nothing stays the same when God shows up. It can't. It never does. Okay, think about that. We, we see that again and again. If, if you've read the stories in the scripture, you see that whenever God shows up, nothing stays the same. Everything changes. Think back. Think back to the story of Moses. Right, way back in the Old Testament. Moses is one of the first ones to encounter God showing up right there in front of him, right there with him. Remember Moses. Moses is out minding his own business as a, as a shepherd out in the wilderness. Not a very exciting life, shepherds out in the wilderness, but, but it also wasn't very dangerous, wasn't very pressure-packed. Remember, he went out there to avoid pressure and stress. It's mostly a quiet life, no deadlines, no pressures, few critics. 
And then suddenly in Moses' life, God shows up. Remember, he's out there one day with his sheep. And, and in the distance, he sees a bush that's burning. It's on fire. And he walks over to see what's going on. And he realizes this bush is not burning up. It's on fire, but it's not, it's not burning up. And suddenly he hears a voice, and it's God's voice calling him. God is present there in that bush. God shows up in Moses' life, and from that moment on, from that God encounter, Moses' life is forever changed. Suddenly, herding a bunch of rebellious sheep doesn't cut it anymore. Instead, Moses goes to herding a bunch of rebellious people. Right? He, he leads the nation of Israel out of slavery in Egypt through the wilderness and right to the border of the promised land. He, he leads them for 40 years, becomes their national hero. He's the George Washington of the people of Israel. Everything changed. Why? Because God showed up. Because God interrupted Moses' life. And remember, that, remember, not long after that, God shows up to the whole nation to the whole nation of Israel that they're moving out of Egypt and he says I'm going to meet you at Mount Sinai and so they go to Mount Sinai a whole nation gathered at the base of the mountain and God shows up on the top of the mountain remember the picture that they give us right on top of this mountain is, is, a, is a dark cloud covering the top of the mountain out of this cloud shoots, shoots lightning and, and rolls of thunder and it says the rest of the mountain is covered in black smoke and, and there's sounds like a trumpet that keeps getting louder and louder and, and God is present and Moses again their leader representing the whole nation walks up through this terrifying mess to meet with God and everything changes for the nation of Israel because God is present there. And it doesn't change simply because Moses comes down with the Ten Commandments. It changes because God is present and he changes his relationship with them and he reestablishes this covenant community with them. God interrupts the way that people relate with him when he shows up. Even the Ark of the Covenant. Remember the, that symbol they had of God's presence? Even the ark, the symbol of his presence, disrupts and interrupts everything. Remember Uzzah? He reached back to touch it, and he died. Talk about an interruption. Don't get much more interrupting than that. Remember the Philistines capture the ark, God's presence? They set it in front of their god, Dagon. And in the morning, they find Dagon laying face down with his arms and legs broken off. Disrupts everything when God shows up. And when Harrison Ford's enemies, the Nazis, open the lid, their faces melt off? Oh, that might not be the Old Testament. Maybe that's Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? Again and again, when God shows up, when God shows up in the lives of his people, nothing stays the same. Everything changes. Life as they knew it was interrupted and disrupted. Ask Zechariah, ask Mary, ask Joseph, ask the shepherds. An angel comes, their lives are disrupted. God shows up and nothing's the same. And now comes this Luke 2 moment that we're here to celebrate this morning. Now comes this very first Christmas morning. Now God comes to this earth, not as a burning bush, not hidden among the clouds on top of a mountain, not as, as an angel voice this time. Now God comes to earth as a little baby, as one of us. 
And now God comes to earth not to change somebody's career and not to change a covenant relationship. Now he comes to earth not to give just a message or a calling or a task. Now, God comes to this earth to work out his salvation plan. God comes to this earth to defeat sin and Satan once and for all. God shows up to redeem this earth, to open the gates of eternity for all who will believe. And this moment, this moment when a baby is born, this moment when God comes to earth changes everything. You know, I think we hear that, and I'm not sure we believe that. Especially those of us who have grown up all of our lives knowing Jesus for a long, long time. I don't think we realize that what we're celebrating here today changed the whole trajectory, shifted this whole creation, shifted this whole culture. Right? The arrival of Jesus Yes, it, it changes our eternity, but it does more than that. Jesus changes our present in every way possible. Nothing in our culture is the same once this baby arrives, once God comes to earth. John Ortberg summarized that truth well. He wrote this paragraph. He said, normally, when someone dies, their impact on the world immediately begins to recede. Jesus inverted this normal human trajectory. Jesus' impact was greater a hundred years after his death than it was during his life. It was greater still after 500 years. After a thousand years, his legacy laid the foundation for much of Europe. And after 2,000 years, he has more followers in more places than ever. Since Jesus arrived, our world has never been the same. Think about this. The world of art. If you're into art, the world of art has never been the same since this baby was born in the manger. No, nobody knows what Jesus looks like. We have no physical descriptions of him. But go into any museum and you'll find paintings of Jesus and of his followers. Nobody's been more painted. No art has been more focused on anybody other than Jesus and his followers. The world of art was completely interrupted when Jesus arrived. As was the world of music, right? Songs about Jesus, far too many to even count. And they come from all styles and genres, from Bach and Beethoven to Bieber and Beyonce and Bob Seger. They may not even believe in him, but they're all singing about him. Right? This baby arrived and the world of music was transformed. The very way that people treat each other changed dramatically because God arrived. Before Jesus arrived, life was cheap. Children were dismissed, disregarded, sometimes even disposed of, right? In ancient Rome, often baby girls were left to die in hopes that you'll get a boy next time. Life was cheap, children unimportant, disposable. And then comes Jesus who invites children onto his lap, who values them, who honors them, who changes how we treat children. Here comes Jesus who changes how we treat women. 
right? In that patriarchal society, he honored women. He healed women. He gave them positions of leadership and authority in his community. No wonder throughout history you see women flocking to the Christian community. God comes to this earth, and how we treat each other changes. It can't stay the same. It's the arrival of Jesus that changes how, how we treat the sick, how we treat the broken and the hurting. Right before Jesus came to earth, before God showed up, they were, they were disregarded. They weren't cared for. And Jesus calls his community, his followers, to love those who are hurting, to care for them, to heal them. So hospitals, clinics, research laboratories are all, are all growing in Jesus' name. They're all rooted in Jesus. It's because of because God arrived to this earth it's because Jesus called us to love the Lord your God with all your mind that institutions of education and learning are transformed it's the followers of Jesus Christ who protected all learning during the dark ages it's the followers of Jesus Christ who established places like Oxford and Cambridge and Yale and Harvard and virtually virtually the whole system of Western education it all changed because God showed up. There's not an area in this world. There's not an area in our culture. There's not an area in your life that hasn't been transformed because God showed up and interrupted. Everything's different because of this baby. Think about this. Throughout history, Powerful leaders, prideful, powerful leaders have always tried to find ways to establish their legacy, right? Some way that they will be remembered beyond their life here on this earth. On that first Christmas night when Mary gave her baby the name Jesus, no one would have guessed that his legacy would be established for thousands of years, that we would have cities being named after him and his followers 2,000 years later. No one would have guessed that, that not only would the calendar mark the day of his birth, but we would just start our calendars over. We would just start at zero again because he was born on that year. No one would have dared to imagine that that name Jesus, that common name Jesus, would be so honored and revered 2,000 years later. And the great and powerful names of, of Caesar of that day, right? And, and Nero, that we would use those names nowadays to name casinos and pizza parlors and dogs. No one would have guessed. But when God shows up, everything gets turned on its head. God shows up and he interrupts and he disrupts. So this Christmas morning, we're here to celebrate God showing up. God showing up in Jesus. We're here to celebrate the arrival of our God not only into our world, but we're celebrating the arrival of our God into our lives, your life.
my life. And when God comes near to you, when God comes near to me, he interrupts. He disrupts. Everything changes. Right now, you and I encounter this very same Jesus. He's present. He's here. He has arrived. Your presence here this morning, you being here this morning, is an acknowledgement of that encounter. Whether, whether you like it or not, you've met Jesus. He's shown up here this morning. He's shown up in your life. And now everything needs to change. Everything needs to change because when God shows up, when Jesus was born, when Jesus dies, and because he rose again, everything changes for you and for me. Instead of guilt, he gives us grace. That's a welcome interruption. Instead of hell, we can be confident that we get heaven. Instead of sorrow, you and I can experience joy even through our tears. Right? Because God shows up, we can celebrate an eternity spent with God, free from death, free from brokenness, free from sorrow, free from disease, free from sin. That's an interruption. That's a disruption that's worth celebrating today. And if you have not had an encounter with God, if you have not experienced God showing up in your life, because he's not going to force his way in. If you've always kept that door shut, if you've kept him at a distance, if you've said, no thanks, Jesus, you show up somewhere else, but not here. If you have not accepted his forgiving grace, if you've not felt his saving love for yourself, open that door and have that encounter today. Because Jesus is here. God has shown up. And he wants to change you. He wants to disrupt you. He wants to interrupt the life that you think is going so smoothly and so fine. The life that you think you've got all put together. He knows that's not true. You know that's not true. And he wants to be present to you. Otherwise, what are you celebrating today? What are you celebrating at Christmas? If you haven't had that encounter with God, are you celebrating a nice thought? Are you here celebrating empty hope? Because you don't have hope without him. Are you celebrating some kind of warm, fuzzy feeling? Maybe you're here celebrating a meaningless tradition. What's the point of that? God's here. Why not have that honest encounter with him so you can celebrate something that really matters? Talk to me after the service later on this week. Talk to somebody else you know and trust about what it means to encounter Jesus Christ. Celebrate today that everything has changed for you for an eternity when Jesus shows up. And celebrate not only that everything has changed, but celebrate that everything is changing. It is changing in your daily life. Because when God shows up and he's present in your daily life, he interrupts and he disrupts in, in a wonderfully transforming way.
right? Paul tells us that if we are in Christ, if we are in Christ, if we've had that encounter with the present God, if God has shown up, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. A new creation, that's what you are becoming. That's what I'm becoming. This morning, we don't just celebrate something that happened 2,000 years ago when Jesus was born. And we don't just celebrate something that's going to happen, that we will have eternity with him. Today, we celebrate something that's happening in you and in me right here, right now. God is present in you. He's changing your life. He's disrupting your life. He's here, and that defines your days. And that shapes your purposes. And that transforms your story. And it gives you meaning. And it gives you purpose. And it gives you joy. And it gives you contentment. And it gives you passion. And it gives you hope. And it gives you everything you need for today and forever. We sang it earlier. Emmanuel. God with us. God with us. God has arrived. He's here. That changes everything if you'll let it. If you'll let him. The arrival of this baby child interrupts. The arrival of this baby Savior disrupts. How's your life different? How will it be different? Because God is here. Pray with me. Jesus, Savior, Emmanuel, God with us. We celebrate what happened 2,000 years ago this morning that you, Jesus, arrived on this earth as a baby. We celebrate Emmanuel, God with us. More than that, we celebrate what's happening right here this morning. This moment, Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, you are here. God, you have arrived. And you're knocking on the doors of our hearts. Father, if we have not let you in before, if we've, if we've forced away this encounter that you wish to have with us, soften our hearts, soften our minds to have that conversation with you, to have that encounter with a God who's present. Forgive us for all the times we push you away. For all the times we live our lives on our own, without you present. Change us, please. Present God, disrupt our lives. Interrupt our comfort. Interrupt our purposes. Interrupt our own kingdom endeavors. With your grace with your forgiveness, with your love, with your saving and transforming presence.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for being God with us. In Jesus. Amen. Would you stand, please?